to wake me up than Kahlua in my coffee cup. No better way to start my day than Kahlua in my coffee cup. No better way to end the day than Kahlua in my coffee cup. Good morning, everybody. This is episode two of Clue and My Coffee, and I just wanted to say good morning or good middle of the night for those insomniacs that are listening. So I'll give you a quick preview here on what to expect on today's episode. And we are going to start off with some motivational mumbo jumbo, and then we're going to slide into a little life pulpery and a few other shocks and surprises along the way. So definitely get in, put your big girl panties on, buckle up and be ready to ride the ride of Clue in My Coffee. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Kirsten Weeks and this is episode two of Clue in My Coffee. And here we go. So I wanted to go ahead and start with one of the segments I mentioned from last week that would be kind of a reoccurring segment, but maybe not every week. But I call it motivational mumbo jumbo. And I really want to give everyone the opportunity to retrain your brain a little bit. And I came up with an acronym. And those of you in my um, VIP uh, Facebook chat group uh, have actually been a part of the voting process on this to come up with the acronym. And drum roll, please. Okay, I don't have drums. But um, we and you and us have decided to use RAISE. R-A-S-E. RAISE. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with what was going on, I wanted to self-empower every individual and kind of relay everyone to have their own power and their power to take back whatever they need. So, you know, we say, you know, there's songs out there that we rise up, you know, so we get rise up. We know what that means. Well, I wanted everyone to rise up themselves or encourage other people to rise up, but not the traditional, you know, rise R-A-S-E or um, raise R-A-I-S-E, but R-A-S-E, which stands for Real Authentic Self-Empowerment. Did you hear that? Real Authentic Self-Empowerment. Not the attaboy, positive mental attitude, woohoo me, pat myself on the back. No, really authentic from your gut, from your soul, from your every being, it really should scare the living daylights out of you, that level of self-empowerment. So kind of going back to where I came up with RASE, I wanted something that was just a, a skew of the typical rise or raise. And I didn't want to be verbatim, you know, R-A-I-S-E means this. So with R-A-S-E, it is actually from the 14th century. And the original meaning um, is to shave, scrape, erase, expunge, strip off, tear down, pull down, slice, score, or tear. So now that you've had Miriam's dictionary definition of what R-A-S-E means, I wanted to put it into some context. What this means right now to me, or what it could mean to you, is whatever you're empowering yourself to do. So for example, you know, it isn't removing something from yourself, like I'm no longer going to do this, or I want to do that. It's more from you deciding your boundaries and what you're going to raise out of. So if you're going to raise out of an abusive relationship, if you're going to raise out of a rut you've been in, if you're going to raise out of, I don't know, whatever beep, 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 you're putting up with at work and you're finally going to put yourself out there and look for that new job, whatever it may be, but it's got to be authentically you. 
it can't be like, oh, I saw my girlfriend do this and I was really inspired for two days and yeah, now I'm not doing it anymore. No, this comes from your deep soul. This is the look in the mirror that you don't want to do it yourself. It's the stuff we already know that we pretend we don't, but we've got to get there. So I want to challenge everybody to raise up themselves. And for an example, I thought this is a good one. We most have this commonality. This is my first challenge for you, other than you doing one for yourself, which is great. If you can come up with one, perfect. But if you can't, let's start with this one. Remove the toxic people from your lives. You heard me. Get rid of the trash. I don't care if she's your mother. If she is toxic to you, she needs to go. I know that sounds easier said than done because boundaries are pretty much harder to build than anything else because they're easily blurred and they're easily stripped down and you're easily manipulated, but enough's enough. And if you're not at the enough's enough yet, but you're kind of like, yeah, gosh, I could really get there one day, then you really need it even more because you don't need to get 10 more years down the road and think, gosh, if I'd only set the boundaries, yeah, okay, regret's another thing. But toxic people are so destructive that you don't even realize how toxic they are until you're out of the situation. So when a nuclear bomb lives in your house and you're learning to deal with it every day and you're not knowing any different, it really isn't anyone's fault in, in per se that you kind of be like, well, that's just how I thought everybody lived. But when you remove yourself or you surround yourself in a non-toxic environment, I mean, none of us are perfect. We all have mistakes. We all say things we don't mean. That's not what I'm talking about. Toxicity is a narcissistic, gross, nasty, manipulative, underseating type of behavior that is so well orchestrated, you don't even know it's happening. You don't even realize it's happened until you're too far in. So if you're realizing and you're at that spot where you're like, yeah, I think I'm too far in, remove that person. No, it is not going to be easy. It is going to be the hardest thing you ever do in your life, particularly if it's somebody that you're blood related to. But blood does not bind you to be around somebody who's slowly killing you as the person you are from your heart. I'm going to tell you that. I've been through it. I know people who've been through it. I mean, honestly, who hasn't been through it? But maybe you're in it right now or you've done it once before and you're starting to realize the signs are there with the next person. So just don't waste your time on people that make you feel inferior. You know, don't spread your negativity to me. I don't need it. You don't need it. I don't have time for it. And if we're using space and time that we already don't have towards somebody that's bringing us to a negative place in our lives, then it's our job to raise ourselves out of that circumstance. So above all, work on yourself. You can't love others until you love yourself. So if you need to take a full step back and you need to learn how to love yourself in order to remove toxicity or in order to raise yourself up, that's okay too. You know, it's self-empowerment and you're going to self-empower yourself authentically. And if your authenticity starts at a different stair than mine did, or if you need a nuclear bomb to go off to get the other nuclear bomb to leave, it's whatever ends up working to make you self-empowered and at your happiest. You know, despite our best intentions, particularly as women, our first instinct is to often compare ourselves to other women. 
don't ask me where this happens. I don't think it was taught. I, I don't know if it was an observed learned behavior, but I think we just all tend to do it, whether it's their appearances, their relationships, their careers, their talents. For whatever reason, it invokes feelings of envy and it awakens an unhealthy sense of competitiveness. It's really ugly sometimes and I will have zero part of it, but it's easy to get caught up in it. So, you know, when competition in itself can be a positive thing. It can drive you to put more effort into things. When it comes to a place of envy or you're comparing yourself to something that you're in competition with, it's going to harm your relationship with others, particularly a women-to-woman relationship where you can damage your self-worth. And I'm pretty much guessing we all have damaged self-worth. So why in the heck are we allowing our self-worth to be even more damaged? So boundaries, 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 boundaries. Will it be easy? No. Is it going to take multiple tries? Yes. But at the end of the day, be the change you want to see. Okay? Be the change you want to see. If you expect to be treated a certain way, you've got to treat everybody that way, even if you're doing it with the bit tongue and gritted teeth. Even if you've got to be just a hair side of fake in order to smile your way through that particular conversation. Because, you know, at the end of the day, we're hardest on ourselves. And kind words or a simple compliment that can be a huge difference in someone else's life. You know, they you'll see things like, oh, I did this today or I did that today. But, you know, really all that it takes is you opening a door for a stranger and telling her her, her dress looks amazing on her or you love somebody's necklace, or you thank them and say, you'll have the door open for me. Please go in front of me in line. Sometimes it's the littlest things that has the biggest ripple effect. But you know, it never hurts to tell a stranger that you matter to them. Because you know, this actually gets me emotional. You could be the only person that day, that week, that month, that year, that decade, who's taken the time to say hello grasp that. You can hear the emotion in my voice. I run into people at the grocery store all the time who I see there at the same times because, you know, I'm pretty much a creature of routine. I like to go I like to go shopping Friday morning, so I always see the same people there. And particularly our senior citizens. They're they're alone every week. And sometimes it just takes a kind word or how are you doing because we can be that person in someone's lives inadvertently. So if we can stop and say, cute dress, oh my God, that has pockets, where did you get it? Beautiful necklace, great car, whatever it is. We can do that for ourselves, but we're not. And that part for me is exactly why I wanted to motivate each of us to raise ourselves up with the highest regard and the highest priority. Now, that doesn't mean putting other relationships on the back burner, but what it means is that you need to build your tribe and your tribe is who you choose. Like I mentioned just a tad ago, blood does not bind you to anybody who's toxic. Your tribe is who you build and maybe you don't have your tribe yet or maybe you thought you had your tribe and they just weren't the right people. They were bringing you down or they were causing more grief than they were happiness. So, If you're not quite there, that's okay too. Maybe you're the person that becomes the beginning of somebody else's tribe. You know, I think we all naturally mentor and maybe we just need to seek out someone that seems like they're maybe in the same place we are right now. So here's my challenge to you. 
I want you to raise yourself up. Give someone a raise. Share the raise message with the world, okay? When you raise yourself up and you hold yourself accountable, you'll be surprised what doors will open. And I think you'll be surprised who you'll invite into your lives when you've actually made an effort to put yourself in a higher position, okay? Now, this is not a one-time action. This is not a New Year's resolution. This is a way of life, okay? This is from here forward. If you're going to raise yourself up, real, authentic self-empowerment, do it. Do it every day, every minute, every second. Be calculated. Be Make it be your intent, your intention, what you lead with. Now go out there and raise yourself up. That's my motivational mumbo jumbo. Yes, I'm halfway through a cup of Kahlua. Maybe I need to add a little tad more. Sometimes if I add more, I seem to actually talk a little bit better. Who knows? Okay, so with that said, now that we're all self-empowered and we're ready to go hit the world running, we need to talk about something that really seriously ticked me off to all hell this week. And I know I'm not the only one. And I actually rewrote this portion of this episode because of what I discovered in the news this week. And it needs addressed so badly and so urgently. And it's so infuriating that I don't even know where the segment would fall. I wasn't sure if this fell under rants and raves or warning label or real talk. But we should not be dying over medical bills. We should not be dying to avoid dying. Okay, if you don't know what I'm talking about, let me start with this. A 77-year-old couple in Northern Washington State left suicide notes and called 911. This is triggering, so bear with me. They left suicide notes and called 911 to let them know that they'd be killing themselves because of their medical bills and because they saw no way out. Okay, deep breath in. For those who don't know me on a personal level, I have lupus. Am I gonna die from it one day? (sighs) Maybe. In the meantime, I've learned how to live with it. But it sure doesn't make it any easier when the bills stack up and you can't afford medications that help you. I know a lot of you have seen in the news lately that there's been people who have been rationing their insulin. Imagine that. Something even more than a pill you can help to take your pain away or to make your inflammation worse or, you know, keep your heart beating better. Insulin. You will die without the insulin in your body working properly faster than most other things other than maybe an instant heart attack or a stroke or blood clot. People are rationing their insulin in order to pay their medical bills. What? Like, where have we been and why have we gotten here? Uh, You know, I am a completely open book and I'll share there has been years that we have used more than half, half of our net, not our gross, although it's an actually, it's ironically a gross thing. We have spent more than half of our netted income for a few years there have been actually towards medical bills and pharmacy bills. You know, 
I'm sharing that I have lupus. I also have kids that have special needs in various sectors. And between medical bills, not even what comes out of the paycheck to have said medical insurance, we're talking about co-pays, co-insurances, deductibles. And there's only been a few years that we've hit the max. And what a lot of people don't understand about insurance is there's usually a max out of pocket per calendar year. So let's just say if you spend more than $20,000, then everything's covered at 100%. But I guarantee you, those of us who get that high, whatever that number may be, we tend to hit it on December 31st. (laughs) And we've got to start all over. So it's kind of a um, catch-22. And it's a way for the insurance companies to say, well, we would pay this 100% if you hit the... Okay, whatever. Don't get me started about insurance companies. But, you know, at the at the end of the day, okay, for example, last year I gave up taking a medication at month 11 of taking it. And it really came down to a decision of, did it work for me well enough to endure the cost related to it? And I wasn't able to firmly confirm that. Um, Because no matter what, at the end of the day, when you suffer from a chronic illness or disease or you're going through treatments for anything, you don't always know exactly what's helping you. So at month 11 of 12 months, I decided because at a 12-month bumper, the pharmaceutical manufacturing company had allowed me into a program where they kept my copay very minimal for that particular medication. But I had through 12 months, and at month 13, I was going to have to pay $356 a month, a month for one pill. Well, I should say one pill, 30 pills, one prescription, one. That's not my seven others, that's one. And let's just per se say it was working, because I mean, it worked in some, in some respects. And I had to make the financial decision for the overall stability of my family and myself to stop taking that medication. Now, I did it with a doctor's help, so I didn't take it cold turkey. You should always consult medical treatment when you're coming off any type of medication. Even if you've done it before, it doesn't matter. You have other things going on in your body. Consult a doctor if you stop taking a medication. And uh, we shouldn't be doing this, nor should we be committing suicide or murder suicide because our medical bills are too bad and we don't see a way out. And I think why this is so emotional for me is it's crossed my mind before. And it's not that I would have done it. And I'm sorry if this is coming across a little shaky and I should have warned you, but I didn't know how it was going to hit me when it came out of my mouth. But when you have judgments coming at you, you have a kid who's sick. Sometimes you've got to make hard decisions. So, okay, <laughs> let's uh, dry those tears off. I know we've all been there. So it's hard. Do I live at my 100% best ability physically or do I feed my kids? So to that couple who made that hard decision, I understand you and I don't judge you. Okay, drum roll. Okay, that was a tough one. And I'm sorry if that was a little hard to understand or if it was a little too much. But with that said, if you have ever, ever, ever had suicide ideation in your head or it has crossed your mind, it is vital that you know 
you have 24 seven help out there, whether you're at home, whether you're at work, whether you just have the text and you don't want anybody knowing, you can call 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's 1-800-273-8255. Or, which I think is amazing, I actually just met a young woman who is one of the people you can text. Um, and there's a crisis line and you text HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741-741. Again, that's home to 741-741. And you can text them anything that you feel you need help with and they will get you the right resources and they will put you in the right direction. So please, please, please share that with anybody. Post it on your social media, text your friends, your families, your neighbors, even those ones you're setting boundaries with. Everybody needs to know that there is help and there are resources out there, even when you feel that there aren't. So again, please look online if you need other information. But the suicide text line, which I think is most helpful for the youngest generation, text home to 741-741. Okay, so now that we've all dried our tears up, or at least me, you know, sometimes being vulnerable is the only way you can get everything out. So, and I'm okay with that. And I always say that if my story has helped any one person in any one way, I am more than happy to be an open book. But with that said, let's move on from the tears (laughs) and let's move on with the laughs. So I recently came across something that made me think, hmm, this should land in my life pulpery. And the irony behind pulpery will be well received in just a moment when I explain what this article is about. So I found an article in rare.us and it was titled, Have You Ever Pooped Your Pants While Behind the Wheel? (laughs) Okay, so um, yeah, I know we've all done some mad dashes to the bathroom uh, multiple times while we've all driven, whether you've been pregnant, whether you've got IBS, whether you've just held it in at work all day and you try to speed home. But um, have you ever pooped your pants while behind the wheel? Hmm, okay, so... Let me just tell you a little bit about what was written in this article. The woman said that she was driving her children to daycare, and when she got on the highway, she started to feel a little rumble in her tummy. Okay, we all get that. We've been there. And she said she thought she could hold it. But traffic on the highway was stopped, and she knew she couldn't get to the daycare in a timely manner, and she started panicking when she realized she wasn't going to make it. So imagine this poor woman who's probably got a death grip on her steering wheel, who I would say by personal experience probably has her foot as hard on the brake as possible to keep herself from pooping in the car. And uh, so she said she made an executive decision to just let it go, let it go. And she soft served in her pants. So, but you know what? It's okay. You know, she said she went home and she changed her pants and she threw on some new underwear and you know, sometimes things are going to happen. We're all human and we all poop. (laughs) You know, we all read uh, or we will at some point read the book, Everybody Poops to a Three-Year-Old. And so she said she wasn't ashamed and she doesn't judge herself and she just moved on and got over with it. And, but I thought, but she also shared it in a story on an online, (laughs) on an online magazine and it's quite hysterical. So for those of you who've almost or who have pooped your pants, I give you a big salute because we've all 
all been there. <laughs> so I'd like to end this overly emotional, um, particularly emotional, I should say, few segments with a brand new uh, segment that I am just out rolling today. I didn't mention it in last week because honestly, I didn't come up with it until Wednesday. But what's going to be really great is in the upcoming weeks, I'm going to list and um, I should say list, missed it, See, all that crying and the extra Kahlua I threw in in between the two is catching up with me. So here we go. New segment. It is called Hungry or Horny Uncomfortable Recipes. Yes, you heard me. It is called Hungry or Horny Uncomfortable Recipes. So when I'm not drinking Kahlua in my coffee this week, I'll be making what I call wet pink panties. Yes, it is a drink. It's a yummy, yummy drink because wet pink panties are yummy and refreshing. So I want you to sip on that, jump over to my Facebook or Instagram page, and the full recipe will be there. Trust me, even if you don't drink alcoholic beverages, you're going to want to read this recipe line for line because nothing of sarcasm is lost and innuendo is lost in this particular creation of mine. So you're welcome. So we're going to end things there on next episode. Um, at least this is what I'm thinking I'm going to do. But like last week, I thought I knew what I was going to do. And then something pissed me off and I changed my mind. So right now I'm looking at segments um, at, let's see, we're going to do things we don't talk about, but we should be. I'm not sure how that one's going to turn out yet and how emotional I'm going to be for that one. So just, you know, at least uh, maybe you'll look forward to it or dread it. Either way, no judgment. And I think it's time for common senses for the masses. Yeah, it's about time for you to hear it like it really is. And let me give you my two cents on it. So be prepared for that. Plus, you know, I'm always got something random and I'd like to keep you on your toes. I like to keep myself on my toes. So be prepared for the unexpected. But in the meantime, you can find me on Live 365 SoundCloud. But please be patient with Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play because apparently multi-billion dollar corporations like to play God over uploading simple little MP3 files. Who knew? So again, be patient with them. Um, I'm trying to get things up there, but it seems to be that unless you know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody, it's a little bit harder. So in the meantime, you can have fun interacting on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. But really where the fun truly, truly, truly happens is on my Facebook group, Kahlua in My Coffee VIP chat group. That is where you're going to want to be. And again, I challenge you this week to raise yourself up and to keep self-empowering yourself. And please, please, whatever you do, don't poop in your car. No better way to wake me up than Kahlua in my coffee cup. No better way to start my day than Kahlua in my coffee cup. No better way to end the day than Kahlua in my coffee cup.